Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals. This is do uh, mainly to the guests who come on and join me to have a conversation around their er- excuse me their area of expertise. Um, it always has to do something with business so that you can get the information that you need to be able to do better things in your business. Today we have such a guest. Today I am joined by Mona DeVestel. Mona is an award-winning author and former creative writing professor at SUNY. Mona's debut novel, One String Guitar, was a semifinalist for VCU Cabell First Novelist Award. Her memoir, King Leopold's Daughter, was a finalist for Restless Books' New Immigrant Writing Prize. Mona's a writing coach and a ghostwriter. Her online program, How to Write Your Best Seller in 90 Days, helps entrepreneurs create passive income with their book. Thanks so much for joining me today, Mona. Thank you so much, Diane, for having me on your podcast. I am happy to have you on it. And remind me um, toward the end, I want to make sure we let the listeners know how they can find your online program because, you know, I think a lot of them are going to be interested in learning more about that. So let's earmark that and and we'll circle back around. Um, help the listeners understand, if you would, why it's important for entrepreneurs to become authors and to actually have a book. 
Well, there are many ways um, that having a book can really propel your business to the next level of success. Um, one of the ways, of course, is basically having your expertise being acknowledged in the marketplace. Many of my clients come to me um, and they are, they are already experts in their fields. They have sometimes decades of expertise under their belt. They've worked in their industry and are quite successful, but they don't yet have a book, um, which in some ways limits their scope in terms of their ability to reach a certain audience. So credibility is one of those ways. Um, and also, I mean, there are many ways that having a book will leverage your expertise into what I call the quantum leap, the quantum leap of, of reaching your next level of success, uh, whether it's with your branding, reaching clients that you may not have been able to reach in the past. Um, that happens a lot with uh, clients who become authors. They certainly, they suddenly open a door to another aspect of their sort of another alleyway into their industry um, and and of course being able to to impact the lives of their target audience their clients their existing clients but on a massive scale so it's really it's really a win-win for anybody who decides to become an author so that um, some of that sounds like uh, so someone has expertise, they've had it for a long time, and then they become an author, author and they gain exposure out there, uh, in, not only in their own industry, but, um, you know, sort of out there in the um, ecosystem that to other people, you know, elevates them in the eyes of people and helps other people see them as an expert. Is that that's, that's exactly right, Diane. And it's not only from the sales of their book, and that's a point that I, I make in, in my webinars. I offer webinars uh, for, for people um, through LinkedIn. And one of the ways that, you know, really the impact is made is that um, you're able to reach a new audience that is already peripherally connected to your to your industry. So for example, you may become, um, a, a, you may be booked for speaking engagements. That's something that may have not happened in the past, or maybe you were giving some speaking engagements that, but they were not on the scale that uh, you are able to, to offer with these, uh, with this, with the fact that you now have a book. So that's something, that's one example. Once you become a speaker um, and you, 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 know, you come to these speaking engagements with your book, uh, not only are you able to sell the book through the, your audience, but the audience is uh, open to your expertise and what, perhaps it's an organization in your field. Uh, or it's a, um, for example, the, the International Coaching Federation is a, a, a a group, for example, an, an industry example, where it's a group of coaches that are, you know, all over the world. And so maybe you're being booked through one of those organizations in your field if you're a coach or a transformational leader. So that's, that's what I'm talking about in terms of reaching another level of audience. I see. So, so it really um, becomes expansive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And also, I mean, there are, all, there are many other ways to leverage your book. Um, you know, when I, when I tell people you can create passive income, a lot of times people say, oh, of course, I'm going to be selling copies of my book. And yes, that's obviously the goal, the goal, but it's also the impact that the book is going to make on your business. So I talked about a little bit about speaking engagements. There's also, you know, you might have a community of services, or maybe you have a community um, a membership community on, through your platform or your website where your clients can now become part of that community and you can offer them tips or uh, information that from straight from your book. Um, a lot of times people will use the book as a curriculum base for, uh, for example, events, live events that they might be doing. Um, so there are many, many, many ways that you can really leverage your book. Do you think that uh, being an author applies uh, for someone, for anybody in any industry, or do you think there are certain industries that lend themselves more to getting value out of being an author? I really think that anybody in any industry can benefit from becoming an author. Of course, there are industries that lend themselves very easily into being an author. But, you know, I, for example, I mentioned coaches or transformational yeah. leaders. That is a, an effortless sort of, it makes sense that you are already working so hard to transform the lives of your clients, whatever field or aspect it is. I mean, whether it's nutrition or divorce, whatever. Um, and so of course having a book lends itself to that, but I have had clients in completely different industries, um, insurance, I've had clients in dentistry, I've had clients in nutrition, um, in um, health and well-being. So it really, honestly, any area, um, will benefit from becoming an author. I mean, nowadays, it's sort of a given that someone who is an author by, by definition is a vetted expert in their field. Um, and so not being an author is sort of, it, it's sort of a, a strike against you as even if you have that expertise. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And thanks for that. I tend to agree with you. I just know there are people listening, thinking to themselves, well, in my industry, I, I don't have to be an author. So that, that was part of the reason why I asked the question. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the mistakes that you see entrepreneurs make or business owners make when they're going through this process of writing a book? Well, there are key mistakes that I've seen time and time again uh, made by entrepreneurs uh, who come to me, and these are very successful people. So it's certainly not a lack of knowledge or expertise, but it's simply not having an understanding of the impact that writing can have on their, on their business. The very first mistake that entrepreneurs make is what I've seen is that um, they don't have a writing practice or they're not scheduling the writing into their their schedule or you know they're saying oh well I'm, I'm going to write when the inspiration strikes or i will you know carve out a huge chunk of time uh maybe during this three-day break that i have um and then i'll get some work done there 
And really what I found um, to be the most effective way to write a book quickly, efficiently, um, and smoothly is by carving out small, small chunks of time um, in your daily schedule. And a lot of times people will say, well, I don't have any time. I actually, you know, I'm already overloaded. I'm overbooked. And I say, well, I'm talking about 15 minutes, 15 right. minutes, five days a week. Um, it's the consistency that is a pivotal uh, element into into the success. It's not the huge chunks of time, the two or three hours on that three-day break that then will not be met with another session for another month or maybe two. It's those 15-minute increments five days a week over the course of 90 days. That in itself, if I, you know, when I talk to potential clients and I talk to people interested in becoming authors, I say, before you even invest a dime into anything, just give yourself this 15 minutes a day, five days a week. You put, you set the timer on your phone and you start writing. Um, that is massively revolutionary for people because they'll say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this month I wrote a hundred pages um, in those 15 minute increments. So that's the first thing. Um, that's the first mistake. The second mistake is you know, not having a clear sense of their audience or the people whose lives they want to impact. Mm. And of course, people will say, oh, no, no, I know exactly. You know, I know my clients. I'm writing a book for my clients. And they'll cite, you know, some demographics like women in their 40s or, uh, you know, um, young uh, entrepreneurs who are interested in, 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 in launching a startup or something like that. And I'll say, yes, but I'm not talking about the demographics. I'm, I'm talking about having real live people faces that you can actually, whose name you can put in front of you on your desk, pin it to your whatever, your board or your, your monitor. And keep those people in mind, actual names of people. You know, your, your Uncle John who, who is trying to improve his health. Uh, your, your client Sally who, um, you know, went into debt and is trying to get her way out of debt. So when you put real names, three to five names, I will say, you know, in front of you and you keep those people in mind during your writing practice, during those 15 minute increments, your writing is going to take a new level of engagement because you're going to be writing to real humans, multidimensional humans, people who have real life problems and whose, whose lives you're going to transform with your knowledge, with your expertise. Um, and that, that is really, it makes it also more engaging for the writer because you're passionate about your topic and now you know that you're impacting you know, Sally or John. Um, so that's another mistake. And then yeah, there's that huge. I yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I, this is something, you know, all of these things are, are things that I discovered myself for, as an author, as a writer. I, when I started doing that, that the names of people, it becomes, your writing becomes so intimate. It becomes yeah. so rich, uh, because you're taught, it's almost like you're talking to, uh, you're writing an open letter, you know, to those people. And you're, you want to transform their lives. It's not some conceptual thing of like, oh, I want to write this book and it's going to help these, you know, women in their 40s. 
Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, there, the, the third mistake is not having a structure for the book that has been vetted by researchers and, you know, seasoned authors that works time and time again. So I, I have come up with a structure that I, I use both for fiction, so novels, for example, or nonfiction, you know, how to self-help business books. Um, this structure works across both types of books. It's been studied by experts in narrative um, who have studied the structures of narrative across cultures to see like what makes certain stories resonate with millions of people while others do not. And they found that these, these structures work time and are, are in place time and time again. And I've sort of put it to the test. I, I took some um, New York Times bestsellers uh, for example, Malcolm Glidewell's uh, book, uh, Blink, which uh, is a fantastic book. I'm sure, I'm sure you know, you know, uh, about Malcolm Gladwell. He wrote sure. a book, you know, as stating that we uh, basically assess a situation, a person, a situation within, you know, one to three seconds. Uh, and we have instinctual knowledge about a situation, could be about a painting, knowing instinctively that that painting is not, uh, is not real, and not knowing why you know that, that it's not real. It's been, you know, proven with data that that was correct, you know, 75% of the time it was absolutely correct. Or having a sense, a sixth sense that this person is not trustworthy as you shake their hand, um, you know, how do you know that? You know, how could you possibly, you've just met that person. So it's a fascinating book. I looked at his book. I looked at the structure and sure enough, it follows that structure. I looked at uh, other books, Louise's Hay, Louise Hay's book, um, uh, You Can Heal Your Life. I, I, I think I'm butchering her title, but it's uh, close. Um, and that is something that has worked time and time again. So not having a structure, a lot of times people come to me and they say, I have two or 300 pages already. I just don't know. It doesn't flow. And I say, well, let's get this in the, the structure. Let's, let's use what, you know, I call the skeleton. Let's use the skeleton to hinge all of your narrative onto it. And it will, it will be propelled into a different stratosphere of engagement with the readers. And then the last mistake, really, and that's the biggest one, is not having a clear vision of what we talked about, which is how do you want to leverage this book? How, what, what is it that you're, you're, you want this book to accomplish, not only for your readers, but for yourself and for your business? So having a map and saying, okay, I want this book to allow me to land speaking engagements, or I want this book to give me more credibility, or to allow me to uh, really expand my brand into this different niche of, of clients. Or, um, you know, all the things that I've mentioned um, about the, the, the membership communities or uh, figuring out ways to create live events and maybe use that book as a curriculum for those live events. And, you know, having... What, whether it's the 300 people attending your live event to, you know, commit to purchasing the book ahead of time so that you can cover some of those key points covered in the book during the live event. So having that map 
having a clear map will really impact uh, your, you know, the way that you approach it and it really make you successful as an author. I think that's got to be the biggest thing that they miss because they're so busy writing the book that they don't stop and think mm -hmm. really clearly about, and then this is what I'm going to do with the book. Right. Once it's published or while it's at the publisher, or, you know, whatever that process is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really, you know, I equate it to putting an address in your GPS. I mean, you know, you know where you want to go. If you don't put that address in, you might wander along the way and yeah. decide that you're going to stop here and there. Whereas if you have that clear vision of the finish line, you're going to, to carve your book out in a certain way. Your intention is clear and your process is going to be informed by that intention or by that destination into into the purpose of your book and that's really going to make it you know it's going to make a world of difference for how clear your book is going to be yeah that makes complete sense to me all right i'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then i have some more questions for you okay accelerate your business growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information they have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Transform Your Company by Alex Barobiev and The Irresistible Consultant's Guide to Winning Clients by David A. Fields. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Mona DeVestel about the four mistakes entrepreneurs make when writing a book. Okay, so um, talk to me some about the power of narrative mm -hmm. for, you know, not only individuals, but for businesses as well, if you would. Yeah. Um, narrative is sing the single most powerful currency that we exchange during our, our interactions with, with each other or one another as humans. I mean, you know, I always bring it back to the smallest unit, which is when you meet someone, what do, we, what do you do? You exchange narrative with that person. We're doing, this is what we're doing right now. We're exchanging narrative. When you are, you're on a date, you're exchanging narrative. And so narrative is the way in which that, you know, people connect with each other by co-creating a reality or a, um, a, a situation or, you know, uh, an engagement. So Narrative is an incredibly powerful element. If you have a clear intention with how you're going to craft your narrative as an entrepreneur, you can control the conversation and you can gauge and direct where the conversation is going to go um, for your clients, for your potential clients, for people interested in your services. And that's really important. Um, you know, nowadays everybody has a platform. Of course, if you don't, you're, you know, you're developing one. People are working and spending quite a bit of money on how to develop their platform, how to grow their platform. The platform is centered around narrative. And so what I say to people, you know, becoming an author is exponentially powerful for your business. It means that what you're doing is you're shaping the narrative of your platform and 
really centering it around that, that authorship of yours. It becomes a really um, uh, a, a way of leveraging what you have already created. So if you have a platform and if you create a book and you become an author, that book obviously lives on that platform and informs the narrative for your clients. Um, does that make sense? I'm not sure if you're following. It does. Me. It does. As you're talking about it, I'm thinking about what you were saying about being able to picture who you're writing to, you know, mm -hmm. picture who you're talking to. And, and I'm imagining that when you have those actual people in mind, it's easier to create the narrative because you're actually talking to actual humans. Right. Right. And that's exactly right, Diane, because really there are two factors that come into, my, into play when, it's, uh, when you're creating your narrative. One is your audience and two is your brand. And it's really the exchange between those two, the audience and your brand, that is linked by narrative. So if you think about having a clear sense of audience, having a clear sense of who you're talking to, that already, that one element, putting it into place, will, will create a solid base for you to position your brand and create a dialogue between that brand and that audience. The way to create that dialogue is, of course, by creating the narrative. The narrative of your book, the narrative of your authorship, the narrative of your brand and presence on your platform, how you want to be perceived in the marketplace, uh, I mean, a coach, for example, is a very broad strokes uh, container, but then what kind of coach? Even if we narrow it down to a transformational coach, people going through life transformations, that still doesn't tell me anything about your brand. Your brand is how you present yourself. The, you know, the voice, the tone, the language, the, the, the kind of storylines that you're putting into place. So that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about your narrative, your book, creating a dialogue between your audience and your brand. All right. So this sounds like people have to have a pretty clear idea of what their brand is, which I find people struggle with a lot because if I'm hearing you right, you want to make sure that whatever you're writing is in keeping with that brand because it enhances it. Yes. Um, I mean, as far as it, commenting on your point about people need to know exactly what their brand is, yes and no. I mean, brand is in place whether you control it or not. You think of yourself as uh, you, think of yourself as a brand. When you walk into a room, whether you have put any attention or energy into how you dress, how you're presenting yourself, how you walk, how you talk, uh, or not people are going to perceive that no matter what. So brand is your presence. It's, your, it's the qualities that are attached to you. If you become intentional about those qualities, then that gives you control over your brand. If you don't have clear intentions about those qualities, other people and entities will control your brand for you. Um, so either way, you cannot avoid being perceived by the marketplace. In other words, you're going to be perceived by the marketplace no matter what. You might as well control um, and shape the conversation. Yeah, that's great. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if someone's listening and they're 
you know, it doesn't matter what industry they're in, but they're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm starting to get it. I can see the value in writing a book, but I don't know what I would write about. I, I mean, I, so mm-hmm. I've written a couple books and I try and, you know, keep it in my wheelhouse and write about things I really know mm-hmm. and have expertise in. Um, is there like a rule of thumb or is there, uh, you know, a piece of advice you would give them for identifying what their first topic should be? Like, let's say they think they have expertise in a couple of different areas. Yeah. I mean, there are really two types of books that you can write, uh, right off the bat. Uh, and I say types of books, meaning in different categories of, presenting the book. One is if you're, if you want to get your feet wet, write a short ebook. I call it an ebook because you would typically release it only um, as an ebook uh, or, um, and not, not, not going with print. Maybe it's a very short book, 40 pages. Use, you use it as a lead generator. So think about the ways, um, topics right off the bat, like jot down topics that you would want to, to, to talk to your potential clients about um, to sort of start the conversation, to, to get them thinking about, you know, what you would like to help them with. That would be those topics, those key points would be your, the topics of your ebook. Now, an ebook is not going to offer all the way, you know, all you know, in-depth solutions. It's going to get this, the conversation started. Things that you want to give value to your to your readers. You want them to walk away feeling, wow, this is really helpful. But you want them to know more. You want them, you know, to continue the conversation with you. So that's a that's a good place to start. But if you're really ready, if you feel like, I don't want to do that, I want to write, you know, quote unquote, a real book. And I say, quote, because an ebook is a real book, but, you know, a more substantial book, uh, the the industry standard of anywhere from 225 to 300 page book. um, Start with those four key topics that are in your wheelhouse, that are your bread and butter of what is working for you right now in your business. Who, you know, if you had to kind of identify who 90% of your clients are, those are the people that you would be talking to and identify the four key points that really, really, really are something that they, they come to you for, you know, time and time again, one of those four things. And I would start there. Um, and then, you know, for your subsequent books, you can start branching out into peripheral topics, topics that are a little bit more specific to a subcategory of clients or a subcategory of clients that you would like to reach and haven't quite reached yet. So that's where I would start, you know, is, is jot down those four key topics. I like that. I, I like it a lot. And, and I really appreciate what you said about the ebook because I it really is a great way to get your feet wet to get used to the whole concept of writing and to be able to have something out there that pulls people toward you so that then you can get a better feel for what you're writing about how you're writing the information that you want to offer like I know when I wrote my first book um, a couple years later I 
felt like the way that I talked about the subject had grown up somewhat. So it's time to write the next one Mm -hmm. on that. But I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't written it. And if I had, if I had waited, if I had felt like, well, uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm quite there. Or if I had thought, boy, this topic, there's so many people writing on it. It makes no sense for me to write a book. I would have been wrong on both of those counts. Mm -hmm. Right. That's exactly right. And you know, one thing I want to say about eBooks, it's a great lead generator. You can offer that eBook for free on your platform or a very, very low price um, because it really starts the conversation going uh, and it opens doors for you in your business. You know, having lead generation, a lead generator through your ebook is a very effective way of starting the conversation with new potential clients. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And so one of the things that I really like about this is to think about this in terms of having conversations with people that, that it's one of the things it's one of the, I think value propositions of writing a book that it gives Mm -hmm. you an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody who either a different conversation with a current connection or a new conversation with a whole new connection. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That is great. So what would you say is the most powerful element that a book um, offers to an entrepreneur, like the the moment they become an author? You mean the most powerful element for the entrepreneur themselves writing the book? Yes. It, you know what? It gives them a new level of engagement with their audience and with their potential clients and their existing clients. Um, I've worked with people who, you know, are actually very, very successful who are, you know, they're not necessarily trying to expand their business. I just finished a book with uh, uh, a client who's number one in his industry in the world And so it's not like he's trying to be, I mean, he's number one in the world in his industry. So, but, but you know what that book has done for him is uh, uh, offered him a new level of engagement with his existing clients, giving them a facet of this very powerful, successful man that they didn't have before and really opening almost like um, a new level of intimacy with those clients, which, Mm. which can only enhance your brand. You know, it gives you a sense of the man, the human, the person, the woman behind that powerhouse of the brand that you are. You know, you already are successful or perhaps you are successful, but you want to be, you you know, even more, you want to become number one in your industry. Um, It gives that extra level of realness, of intimacy, of connection, of engagement, you know, so you're not just selling something, which nobody wants to right. be sold. Right. You know, people yeah. want to engage. They want to connect. They want to feel like you're here to help them through their, their challenges, their day-to-day struggles. Uh, not just, you know, oh, I'm going to, you know, you're another lead generator. Right. <laughs> you know? so, so it gives it that level of engagement. People are connecting to you as a human being. Yeah, it's really great. Now, if people are listening and thinking to themselves, okay, this is all well and good and, and makes sense to me, except I'm not a writer. Can you talk some about what ghostwriting, you know, entails and the value of it? 
Yeah, ghostwriting is uh, a process where when I work with my clients, you know, we work one-on-one, I interview them. Um, and I record, I sign a non-disclosure agreement, I record all the conversations that get transcribed, and then I begin to shape the material as I see emerge. Some people come to me with a very clear sense of their story and their topics. Some people don't, and they come and they start talking to me, and then we come, we start, you know, sifting through the material and saying, you know what, here are the themes that are emerging, here are the topics that are emerging, here is what I sense in terms of structure. Uh, I carve out an outline, we, we, you know, we go over it, and then I start drafting the book. It's a fantastic process for me because I really crawl inside the mind and the heart of another human being, and I just become that person for that duration. You know, I, 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 I do sketches right off the bat. Initially, I call sketches to find the voice of the person. I say, do you know, does this sound like your book? Does this sound like your book? Because the tone in the voice is very important. You know, some people want to sound academic. Some people want to sound conversational. Yeah. Some people want to be warm and engagement, engaging and funny. They want me to capture their sense of humor. Um, you know, and it goes with the language and the, the, the philosophy of that person. I remember one of my clients, I had written something and I sent it to him and he said, he crossed out the word try. And he said, I'd never use that word. I don't believe in trying. I believe in doing. And it was such an elusive, you know, such a, a, a moment of clarity for me because yeah. I was using language that was not his language. And yes, I had captured all the facts and all the, you know, but he said, I, I don't, that's not how I talk. I don't talk. Right. I don't, I'm a, I'm a successful, you know, entrepreneur who sees myself as, you know, put, pull myself by my bootstraps kind of guy. And I don't try anything. I just get it done. <laughs> so, I think that's really great that he had that insight. I would imagine some people mm-hmm. um, might know that it doesn't feel right, but can't right. really articulate why you know what it is about it that doesn't feel like their voice Mm -hmm. that's true sometimes they don't know and they so we then have to sort of decipher it and figure out what is it that you know is it the lens of the 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 elements that the person is paying attention to in their narrative that's not quite reflecting their truth or is it the way they're saying it so we figure it out it's a really fun process sounds like it yeah. Well, that's so great because then there, there are no barriers to entry for anyone to, to be able to get this done. Can you um, share with the listeners about your online program and, and let them know how they can find you? Yeah, the online program is a 90-day program um, that allows people to write their books themselves. Um, and the reason that I created that program is because I I really wanted to reach more people. I've been working as a writing coach as well. So I work one-on-one with people who want to write their, their books themselves, but they want, you know, they want to meet with me weekly. They want to, they want me to read every word that they write and, and really go over and guide them through the process. But some people just wanted something a little bit more, um, you know, just hands on for themselves. They wanted the guidance, but they don't necessarily want to, for me to be there every millimeter of the, you know, step of the way. Um, And so I created the online program. I distilled all the information, all my years as a professor into this course. You can find it by going to my website, authormona.com. And I have a link to the program right there. 
Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn, which is really, uh, I do a lot of, uh, you know, I do videos and webinars. I do lots of um, content there on LinkedIn. Sometimes people don't remember how to spell my name. That's why author Mona is pretty easy. Um, <laughs> I said, oh, I, you know, initially it was monadevestel.com. And I said, oh, but they're not going to remember how to spell that. So yeah, you can find uh, any and all of my information for my course, my writing coach, practice, ghostwriting on my website. That's so great. Thank you. And thanks so much for sharing this information with um, the listeners. I, I'm hoping that they, if they have thought about writing a book, that this re-engages that energy. And if they haven't, that now they are considering doing it because I totally agree with you. I think it's a great way to enhance your connectivity with people and mm -hmm. create, uh, you know, different streams of income and opportunities. So yeah, definitely. Terrific. Yeah, it's really great. And I'd also like to thank the listeners and our sponsor. If you would like to get um, a trial of audible.com as well as a free audiobook, please go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Thank Every family vacation, my kids break into the can-can. Can we go to the theme park? Can we go to a ball game? Can we get snacks? It can get expensive. But at Red Roof, we get a great price on clean, comfortable rooms and wake up rested and ready to hit the road again. This summer, when we rest and repeat at Red Roof, staying two separate times can earn us a free night. Plus, Ready Reward members can save up to 20% with exclusive rates. Book at redroof.com. I mean, .com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh... The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, friends. This is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band, turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you wanna learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.